It's 743. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. Pennsylvania's natural areas took a look a lot different today for just a few decades ago, largely because of non-native plants. When you walk through the Hall of Botany at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History in Pittsburgh, you come to a diorama of the Allegheny National Forest created around 1970. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A West Virginia school district has passed a policy mandating annual religious freedom training as part of a lawsuit settlement after an evangelical preacher held a revival assembly during a school day in 2022 that some students were required to attend. As part of a settlement, Cabell County's Board of Education policy made it clear that it is not the province of a public school to either inhibit or advance religious beliefs or practices. Four families in West Virginia's second largest city of Huntington sued the district in February of 2022. They accused the school system of having a systematic history of disregarding the religious freedom of its students and instituting Christian religious practices. As part of the settlement, the families will receive up to $1 each from the district, and each student plaintiff will receive a $2,000 scholarship from the Freedom From Religious Foundation, the nonprofit that uh, represented them in court. A West Virginia public school teacher has been appointed to the open seat in the State House of Delegates. Republican Jeffrey R. Stevens was appointed by Jim Justice to represent the House's 6th District, which serves Marshall County in the state's northern panhandle. Stevens replaces Charlie Reynolds, who resigned earlier this month to take a a position with the West Virginia Division of Highways. Stevens teaches West Virginia Studies and is the athletic director at Sherrod High School, uh, Sherrod Middle School, rather, with the Marshall County School System. He previously coached football and girls basketball in the district. Pennsylvania's natural areas look a lot different today than just a few decades ago, largely because of non-native plants. The Allegheny Front's Julie Grant reports on an effort to educate people about how their plant choices affect the natural world. When you walk through the Hall of Botany at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History in Pittsburgh, you come to a diorama of the Allegheny National Forest created around 1970. Associate Curator Mason Heberling looks through the glass at a reconstruction of the beech hemlock forest in northwestern Pennsylvania and points out that there are so many native plants. The herbaceous layer is super rich. We see ferns, we see flowers of all different colors, we see tree saplings, we see an orchid there, and we see the leaf litter under the dense canopy. But he says that's not how a display of the forest would look today because of all the invasive plants in the state. He says if you visit a forest now... I don't think you'd have to walk too, too far to find a plant, for instance, like a multiflora rose or many other introduced plants. So kind of an exchange of native plants for non-native plants, some of which are quite invasive and um, kind of spread and take over. Multiflora rose and Japanese knotweed were originally planted as ornamentals in gardens and flower beds. Japanese stiltgrass got here because it was used as packing material. 
Non-native plants like these can become invasive when their seeds are picked up by birds, wind, and water. Rachel Reeb, a postdoctoral fellow at the museum, says they can crowd out native species in woodlands or along creeks and rivers. Invasive is a species that causes either economic or environmental harm in some way or another. Another common invasive is garlic mustard. It's native to parts of Europe and Asia. People brought it into their kitchen gardens because it was great for cooking, and since then is now one of the most common invasive species you see in forests of Pittsburgh. It starts to grow early in spring, and its leaves shade native wildflowers that emerge later in the season, stunting their growth. Research shows that garlic mustard also releases chemicals that inhibit the growth of other plants. The museum was recently awarded a $225,000 grant from the Richard King Mellon Foundation, which also funds the Allegheny Front. It's collaborating with the Audubon Society of Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, and others to educate the public about invasive plants. Heberling says he learned the hard way how tricky it can be to talk about non-natives and invasives. A couple of years ago, Heberling put up a sign in the museum's Botany Hall with information about Japanese knotweed. It wasn't exactly this, but it was like, we hate Japanese knotweed. Remove it, you know. But Heberling says he heard from his colleagues about it concerned it could be perceived as anti-Asian and anti-immigration. We kind of didn't really want visitors to accidentally take home that we are um, xenophobic or that we're making comments on immigration or that some people are not wanted. Um, So we, you know, have changed that text. With this new grant money, the museum and its partners are trying to find ways to talk about these subjects with visitors. We want to come up with best practices on how, both in museums and in other settings, um, how to talk about kind of the problem of non-native plants, while also recognizing that it's not these plants' fault, um, so to speak. They're just doing their thing. It really is humans bringing these plants here and affecting ecosystem function and causing a lot of impacts in our local environment. Heberling and his colleagues are looking to create an exhibition. It may include digital resources, an online database, videos, pamphlets. Sarah Crawford, director of exhibitions at the museum, says they're still figuring it out. But she says one thing they don't want is for people to leave feeling overwhelmed by another problem. I really hope that we're not driving home to visitors like feel guilty. I hope the message is more empowering and exciting. She says they want to educate people about how non-native plants got to Pennsylvania and the problems invasives are causing. Crawford says it's important to teach people about native plants and how to foster them. It's exciting to feel like I know more now and I can do something. That feels good. And that's what I'd love to see visitors walk away from this with. The museum plans to open an exhibit with educational resources late next year. For the Allegheny Front, I'm Julie Grant. It's going to be cloudy with periods of rain today and falling temperatures. Rain ending before midnight tonight, followed by partial clearing, some frost possible. Lows tonight will be in the 30s, tomorrow partly cloudy with highs in the upper 40s to the low 50s. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day at our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yoey. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. 
This has been West Virginia Morning.